0: hey i'm sean
1: and i'm clayton and we are men who like men who like movies we are two queer men who love movies and love talking about movies and after a lot of urging we started a podcast what did you pick out for us to watch this week sean
0: i love this movie so much this movie is one of my childhood favorites um i used to watch this like once at least once a week with my sister um we are watching The Nightmare Before Christmas which is by Henry directed by Henry Selick. Not Yes member. it is. <laughs> I it, seriously this is one of my favorite movies though. Um and we do have a special guest on today and this is one of my best friends in the entire world other than you Clayton and some other people they know who they are
1: oh i like Uh, you too sean
0: oh thank you we have my friend Kristen. thank you for
1: coming Kristen.
2: well thank you for having me i'm super excited especially for this movie
1: so what is your relationship to this movie why did you pick this one
2: out of everything well i mean movies in general growing up um that's just kind of what me and my dad did Uh, we watched movies we went out and saw what there was to see every other weekend and that was just kind of how we bonded. He didn't really know what to do with me. I was a teenage girl but we happened to like movies and he really enjoyed this one. Um, Kind of late to the game after it came out but it really is like speaking to my tiny gothic heart. You know if we've got all the bright visuals on one side and then all of the dark halloweeny stuff and i just absolutely adore tim burton everything even though he's a little mezzo but that's okay too
0: some of the best people are <laughs> right present company right <laughs> included not excluded thank you <laughs>
1: even though he produced this i know he came up with the story but just again justice for the real director henry Selick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh i'm
2: sure it was a sore spot when they decided to just you know add tim burton's three weeks before they released it
1: it is so rude it is so rude and Everybody <laughs> and everybody thinks he directed it everyone and ugh.
2: well i mean he, they put his name on it it's hella implied like yeah oh, look we're gonna go see tim burton's new film yeah no it's not tim burton's bros
1: yeah and for the past 30 years you're welcome guys um this popular movie yeah i love doing it to people uh
0: (laughs) it's just like oh yeah that
1: tim burton movie and he's just like it was mine mine (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i will try to rectify that as much as i can today you're welcome everyone
0: (laughs) well what's your relationship with this film clayton Well,
1: I actually didn't see this as a kid because I was not allowed because it looked evil to my parents. So (laughs) I did not see this until I was probably maybe 19. Uh, One of my friends really liked it. And so I saw it and I was like, okay, I I get the height." I didn't love it. Love it. But I have watched it multiple times throughout the years. And there are parts of it I really like and so for the episode i had more concrete thoughts and asked myself why i liked parts of it and didn't love parts of it but yeah i uh that's my relationship with it pretty much
0: so would you guys recommend this film
1: oh absolutely even with everything i just said i mean this is one of those watch it once in your life i am not entirely sure who this movie is for but everyone should see it at least once, for the art, at least.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the answer to that is everyone, but we'll get into that everywhere. Get into that later. How about you, Kristen? You, would you recommend this?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, it's a staple in our house now. You know, for the little ones, for the adult ones. Like, we love to watch this show.
0: Yeah, this one's a, it's a favorite of mine, too. I watch this at least every Halloween and every Christmas. Um... Like my this is one of my sisters and I this is one of our movies we like so we'll talk about it and watch it whenever we get a chance or whenever we're at a holiday together. it's just this is just a great movie. It's one of my favorites. Are we all ready to get into this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm totally ready. all right, well, like we said, contrary to proper popular belief, uh this movie is not directed by Tim Burton. Henry Selick did it, who was one of Tim Burton's friends. Um, because if you think they're
1: still friends?
0: <laughs> oh. I don't know. I feel like Tim Burton crawled back under his rock and kind of forgot everyone for a hot second there, um, just so he could pop out and do Edward Dance. Was that before or after this? I think it was after. Um, uh, Sister Hands was before this because yeah. I can remember. Oh, it's the other Christmas movie. Yes, yeah, because yeah, there are three. He did Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands, and then this, and it was just like Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> well, he didn't do this
1: because he was busy doing Batman Returns,
0: right? <laughs> but it is Tim Burton's Christmassy thing. Um, uh uh-huh, Sure. But he did do Batman Returns, which we we do love Batman Returns. Yes. <laughs> and he did crawl back
1: out from his rock recently to direct a covid positive jenna ortega to do the most iconic dance of the past decade so you know
0: that is true it has been a very popular tiktok dance um and god we love jenna ortega i
1: myself you know how much you know how i feel about tiktok I watched Lady Gaga's TikTok where she got herself up and did the dance to the Bloody Mary. Well, the dance. Yes. Um, So it even got me on TikTok for a (laughs)
0: bit. I was going to say, that's because we stand, Lady Gaga. We love you, Lady Gaga.
1: I love Lady Gaga and I love that dance. I'm obsessed with it. But I don't feel bad about it because the rest of the internet is obsessed with Jenna Ortega's Wednesday dance.
2: (laughs) Let me yes. just jump on this bandwagon. It's a beautiful bandwagon.
0: It it's is. a very beautiful bandwagon.
1: <laughs> I know this is nothing about Nightmare Before Christmas, but have you seen it, Kristen? Have you watched oh, Wednesday yes. and her iconic dance yet?
2: All the way through, bro. All the way through.
1: Same. I was really depressed. And normally I don't have time to just like watch random TV, but I just watched bed Wednesday in bed. Don't regret it
0: no regrets. i'm up to episode three but it's i do so close
1: to the dance you're so close to the dance sean
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the amount of times i've seen it on a youtube b facebook and c tiktok i think i've seen it enough um but i am excited to see it in in the context (laughs) right i have not seen it context wise though so i am excited for that um but yeah, so one of the things I also find really fascinating about this movie is that the voice of Jack Skellington, who he's voiced by Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon was picked because Danny Elfman did the singing voice and they needed someone who would match Jack Skellington's singing voice because Danny Elfman apparently could not act as a voice actor, but he could sing like nobody's business.
2: They were and like, we're
3: Danny
1: so Elfman sorry, bro. Danny Elfman has a lot of skills. <laughs> not being a voice actor i am not going to hold that against him
0: right he's done some of the most iconic scores ever like i think i think i can give him a break and he was a rock star at first which i always find funny (laughs) that is funny
2: i honestly did not know that until i watched uh this the, the nightmare before christmas episode of the movies that made us on netflix
0: oh you didn't know that i i actually knew he was part of oingo boingo i don't know their music very well but i do i did know he was like the lead of oingo boingo and then he ended up involved with tim burton and then has not looked back and been (laughs) scoring movies ever since
2: (laughs) right like no i can't do a score never mind i'll do one it's great look at me like
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be trent Reznor. he's next (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean it's not surprising though i mean the girl with the dragon tattoo soundtrack though i mean or score that was that was trent Reznor, wasn't it yeah yeah Ooh, Reznor,
1: that was a good for
0: that's what i thought yeah that they do some good scores too social network yeah. yep mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> social network has possibly the most iconic score of the 2000s
0: Debatable, but it is up there.
2: Speaking of uh, music, um, I thought it was really interesting that uh, the whole situation with their screenwriter, who was originally, uh, originally you know, Mike McDowell, but um, I guess he had some problems back back in the day, and uh, kind of ran off with the money. So they actually did not have a script to start the animation. So they were totally dependent on Danny's songs. He was just busting out the songs, and that's what actually got them started on the storyboarding.
1: Oh wow, man, yeah, the nineties were a crazy time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, I'm just gonna take this money from Disney and just piece the fuck out. Yeah, bye. Yeah,
1: like if this <laughs> was now, you would not fuck with Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh has he been well see-
0: technically this is touchstone so let's go yeah. at the time <laughs> disney with quotation yeah. marks around it so Which has like- he been
1: seen since <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good question probably I-
2: for a reason <laughs>
0: You only get to screw Disney once. After that, you're never seen again. <laughs> yeah. They made him an offer. He
2: couldn't refuse. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not the horse's head in his bed. It's his own. Well, that sounded way <laughs> weird wow. I meant it to. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops.
2: So, yes. of course, they like axed Mike McDowell pretty quickly, as quick as they could. And... It just turns out that Carolyn Thompson, who did the screenwriting for Edward Scissorhands, was also Danny Elfman's girlfriend at the time. And so they just brought her on to do the screenwriting because she was listening to him make all the songs.
1: Makes sense. It's all about who you know.
0: It really is. Who's in the Uh, other room? Like Hollywood is a who's who of who do you do and who do you know. Well,
2: I mean, it is who you do on this one, too.
1: (laughs) There was head being given in a bed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just wasn't Mike McDowell, thank God. Yeah. We don't know
1: what went on behind closed doors. It could have been. Maybe that's why you ran off. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do this thruple thing. I'm gone and I'm taking this with me. (laughs)
0: i'm <laughs> taking the money then... with me <laughs> sometimes you just gotta run sometimes you just gotta run um yes and then this was also released under touchstone because disney thought it was too dark which eh, i could kind of understand where they're coming from but now this is considered a beloved disney classic so i mean
2: which
0: is, like, it's... which is very <laughs> like wrong they at the time.
2: they're like we're just gonna re-release this and put our name on it
0: now that we know it's not going to be terrible yeah yep exactly and uh, like you said Tim Burton's name was added to the beginning of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas three weeks prior to film because they thought it would bring in more crowds which oh man that seriously must have been a (laughs) (laughs) Henry Selleck must have been all like (sighs) these sons of bitches yeah i don't think i would like that that would that's just not cool with me. i think i think that one was kind of like yes he did the he, he's the he did the poem you know he's the one who came up with it but like eh,
1: if you have yeah. the name in the front it implies the director
0: yeah well it, i kind of get where they're coming from a little bit because i mean if clayton and i are huge fans of the gary oldman francis ford coppola Dracula. But with Ryan. everyone knows that's a Francis Ford Coppola movie. But that's Coppola Bram movie. Stoker's Dracula. I, and I get where you're coming from, but that is original I don't think people are
1: like, oh, did Bram Stoker direct this? Like, I mean, some people might have been. Oh, because yeah, people yeah, are I was idiots. like,
0: you so, have.
1: But the majority of people know and knew at the time that's a Francis Ford Coppola movie. The Nightmare Before Christmas, people still, for the most part, think that it, Tim Burton created that film.
2: Right. Well, yeah, and it was like legit, like straight up done it, just cause we want more butts and seats. It's not like it was an actual like homage to his genius. It was we want more butts and seats
0: because <laughs> he was really
1: popular at the time, and it's just,
0: I mean, but that is that is what the that I mean that is what film companies do, like whatever will bring in the I mean, numbers. Even, they tend even to try to Coraline... do it.
1: You know, he went and did Coraline and everybody, you know, it's like from the creators of Nightmare Before Christmas and people are like, oh, it's Tim Burton. It's like, no, it's from the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, which was not Tim Burton. And it's like, he's who's doing all this stop motion stuff and isn't getting credit for it. and It sucks.
2: He is forever in Tim Burton's Doc Martin shadow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's really sad. (laughs) Also, Coraline is amazing.
0: Yes, I was gonna say. Uh, I I was gonna say that uh, Henry Selick has a niche, and I think it's a very good niche.
2: <laughs> it is dark, slightly terrifying. <laughs>
1: yeah, Coraline is absolutely terrifying, and his new movie, I can't think of it, Wendell and Wild, was also mildly terrifying, but I thought it was cute. Um,
0: right. I think terrifying Cor- but cute <laughs> i think
1: Coraline is his scariest film
0: oh i would agree i think Coraline is actually absolutely scary um michael watches it to ter- go to sleep
1: and i'm just like oh my god you're a psychopath <laughs> do you like having nightmares every night i know it's got cute music but jesus <laughs>
0: but the colors are fun and you the know, colors are so fun <laughs> like, you can't watch it just like i get it like i think if you're thinking about it it is of such a dark 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 fairy tale but if you're just like watching it kind of like this movie too like if you're if you're watching it like a lot of the imagery can be like dark and you know it can be a little scary but if you're if you're well, actually, I think it's the opposite. <laughs> if you're watching this one, or if you're listening to this one, it's a happy tale. If you're just watching it, it's like, oh, there's a bunch of... There's a skeleton that goes and steals Santa Claus. <laughs> Whereas the other I one is think like... I
1: Coraline's way more fucked up. Let's sew buttons <laughs> on your eyes.
0: Right? Yeah, don't put me down for the eye buttons. I, I don't want it.
1: That's also how Coraline <laughs> felt. <laughs>
0: yeah! <laughs> Well, I mean, all of this is really
1: cool, but I draw the line at sewing buttons on my ASK. Thanks.
2: Bye. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) going to crawl back through this hole
0: where I came from. Yeah. Kitty. Kitty. Get me out of (laughs) here. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say, and then also, I know that Caroline Thompson um, also had some conflicts with both uh, Tim Burton and Henry Selleck on this movie. Because she wanted to write a very different ending. That Burton absolutely hated.
1: What was which... the ending? I didn't know it.
0: You didn't know that? Yeah. No, I so I have no idea what in the original again. So I wasn't. She...
1: I'm not a huge lover of this, so I haven't really gone into the.
0: Well, in the so for the ending that Caroline Thompson wanted, she wanted for Oogie Boogie to be a creation and being pumpeted by puppeted by Dr. Finkelstein.
1: Oh yeah, I don't like that.
0: So it'd be like almost like a Scooby Doo Who Done It kind of moment. And I would have gotten
1: away with it too,
0: if it weren't for those meddling meddling skeleton creatures of the dark. <laughs> yeah, I like the Oogie Boogie
1: just being a bunch of bugs. I like that much better.
0: But yeah, so this was the first stop motion animated full length picture, um, and it took about a decade to from the original concept poem by tim burton and to about three years of production which it was originally scheduled for 18 months so that you know that's a little bit longer than 18 months. stop motion
1: takes forever i'm always so impressed even if i don't love a stop motion movie just the fact that it gets made because that is a passion project made with love
2: even mad is- think- oh yeah I think they dropped a statistic. It was like their goal was to record two minutes every day.
0: Wow. two! Can you yeah. imagine just two minutes of film every Like day? I've been
2: here I think for that's 12 uns- to 16 hours and I got two minutes. I like... think that's
1: uh, really optimistic to think of, I mean, two <laughs> minutes with all the changes they have to do. I mean, there are 24 frames per second
0: yeah so they have to, they had to slightly shift everything and then picture you know slice shift picture. it it's just it tells you the testament that they went through to get this movie made and it's just it's so beautiful. like all the visuals, the characters, like this movie is a testament to like the, the craft that it takes to make animation. And a lot of people kind of crap on animation in, in some ways, and they call it like, oh, it's a kid's genre. I like, don't. not necessarily. I, no, I didn't say you did, but I mean, in some ways, a lot of people think like, oh, when you think an animated film, you're only thinking of like, oh, it's a kid's genre. And it's not. Like, it takes a lot of labor, it takes a lot of love, you know, and some of these stories are so important and so much fun. Like, I love it. Like, I love animated films.
1: Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite, My favorite film of all time, actually, is the animated one. And we will get to that.
0: <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, too. Um, and then, apparently, so Burton actually started, Tim Burton actually started as a Disney animator. And he was as they all did. <laughs> <laughs> and he apparently was not very good at it, because they had a hard time making things cute (laughs)
2: that was actually how um him and henry Selleck met and the art director i forget his name they all met being disney animators
0: who did not enjoy the cute things (laughs)
1: yeah i saw this documentary when i was in college um waking sleeping beauty i think is what it was called and it was fascinating all the behind the scenes things that happened around the golden age you know little mermaid beating the beast all that stuff with the animation department and everything and it was really cool i don't remember if this had anything to do with it but i would highly recommend checking it out if you ever come across it
0: well i was gonna say the i mean technically lion king is considered the last really the last one of the last films of the of the golden age um, or the renaissance i guess of of disney is it's more and i think it's more referred to and that that came out in 94 so i mean this is still considered disney renaissance it's just more retroactively considered part of the Re- disney renaissance because it was released under touchstone at first right because they didn't have i mean they had faith in it they thought it would sell you know put tim burton's name on it and it'll generally sell some tickets but i don't I think know they... i don't know
2: about faith. maybe an investment <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um and we got
0: I, I mean this.
2: it's got to do something
0: well they bought the rights from him so i mean they had to have an yeah. idea that it might be something big and i mean with he had a, a phenomenal streak in the in the early 90s tim burton has you know always been a fantastic director but i mean after batman basically the man was one of the most sought after directors in hollywood like having his name just on a property like and while this movie wasn't like a gigantic hit like it you know well, it, i think it it did still, decent numbers it did 93 mm-hmm. right and not without the entire weight of the disney you know oeuvre behind it technically i think it did pretty dang well on its own on, for its own merit plus that I mean, it's um, a very and niche, this
1: was... a niche type of film and the numbers it did i think it did a great job
0: oh yeah i'd agree um, and then, th- did you know this was nominated for an Academy Award?
1: I did not, but I am not yeah. surprised.
0: Yes, so it was a nominated for Best Visual Effects. Um, I will give you a one hint to what it lost to. And let's just say...
1: Did it have dinosaurs?
0: It had dinosaurs. <laughs> ah, Steven Spielberg. So, Jurassic Park. It lost to Jurassic Park, which... As much as I hate that, of course that was gonna win. Like Jurassic Park is so Jurassic you know, Park deserved all of the wins. Deserved every win it got. Win it got. Yeah. Um
2: <laughs> not even a fair fight on that one.
0: No. Um and then so I and we also have a who's who of a cast here, really. Um Chris Arandon played Jack Skellington with Danny Elfman as uh Jack's singing voice. And he also plays Beryl, the the one wearing the trick or treater kid that works for Oogie Boogie, with the skeleton mask, and then the clown with the tearaway face, which <laughs> always terrified me as a kid.
1: Really, that's the
0: one? <laughs> not, no, not. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Every time he
1: some... says away face, I imagine like something much gorier, and then it's like, oh no, it just like comes off, it's just... and there's just a dark void. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the the void is speaking to you with danny elfman's voice
0: <laughs> oh man that sounds i can't decide if that sounds great or scary maybe both <laughs>
1: i'm fine with it
0: and then we have our comedy queen katherine o'hara playing sally and she also plays shock the uh the female trick-or-treater i I would
1: also say Catherine o'hara is greatly underutilized in this
0: really you'd say so i don't think so i think she's fantastic in this she gives it the perfect amount of like there's like a a a whimsy to her and there's a curiosity and there's also like there's like an inherent sadness to her i love like i love the character i think sally
1: is so boring (laughs) i think she's so boring really and Catherine O'Hara is just such a comedic force, and she gets to do that a little bit with what's what's her name, Shock. Um, but just I don't know. I feel like I she's think just they so really missed an
2: opportunity. They missed an opportunity to develop that character. I think.
1: Thank you. I think Sally's just very underdeveloped. Like she gets her one little song, yeah, she wants to escape and stuff. But I feel like even background characters in Halloween Town, you get much more who they are with much less. And she gets so much screen time, and it's just she... Melancholy. The, yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> she wants to she be... But that's who she is! She wants well, to yes, be because like, she's locked up. You could okay. tell...
2: You could tell that there's more there. Like, it's implied that she is deeper than the sack of leaves that she is. But they don't really try, you know? But also, with stop animation, they're probably like, you know what, we love you, Sally, but we're going to focus on these characters. You know what I'm saying? So you had to pick somebody, you know?
0: I also took it as she's kind of the straight man of this. Like, she's very much the one who, she's kind of like, she's the wisest of all of them, and so they don't need, she doesn't need to be as kooky as everyone else, because but why represents- would you
1: hire Catherine O'Hara for the straight man part?
0: But I mean, she's she gets to play both though. Like Catherine O'Hara is fantastic in it, and like the song, she, Sally's song that she sings is so haunting. It's like one, of, it's like one of the saddest little lullabies you'll ever hear. Like I, I just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's inspired to, casting. I love Catherine O'Hara in this, and you, when you think of. Like it's the same with jim carrey like you're used to him being funny but that doesn't mean he can't do a serious role same with robin williams like these people who can do these major comedic forces but they can also do something quiet and in this one i feel like Catherine o'hara is usually almost always in a comedic role and in this one she got to kind of play something like you know like something you know sweetly sweet and sad
1: the difference being is when they took something serious it generally had some meat on its bones <laughs>
2: <laughs> da, da, da. Um, I think I don't think anybody's disputing how well she did. I think Catherine O'Hare's amazing in that she did do a really good job. But you can only do so much with what you're given, you know. If you're not yeah. really given enough to begin with, you're only going to get so much product out of it. But I think I think she did a good job. I don't think anybody like if this
1: had that. been a live action character with Catherine O'Hara... I think she could have done so much more with it, you know, just with expressions you- and reactions. But just through a voice, it's like, why? I just, I don't know. It just seems like she was wasted. And I know they already had a relationship and stuff with her, but I don't know.
0: I took it as more of, like, th- one of the things about Sally is it's not Catherine O'Hara that, let like, that... It's not the voicing that's always funny, but I think they do the little moments to make her funny, like when she gets her arm back and her arm waves at her, <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it beats it's, the hell out of Finkel thing. <laughs> yeah, like it's, she's hitting him in the head. Like I, I, I think I don't think the voice part is funny, but I think those are little things that show you who Sally is. Like she's fiery. She's a teenager. Like it feels like yes, she's you think a creation she's a who is. Cool. No, 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 no. I just mean like. The way Finkelstein treats her, he treats her like, kind of like, oh, you're my child. I have to protect you. Like, you're, you know, she's like, I'm oh, restless. I, I can't help it. I've
1: always thought he had a romantic thing and was mad that she didn't want to.
0: Oh, I don't- oh, It is I don't such know a creepy relationship. Yeah, I, I was, never like, thought
1: he thought of her as a child. Like, yes, he created her, but I think it was like a-
0: Yeah, and I can get where you're coming from, because there is that subtext to it. But that's why I'm like, it's very much like, you know, father-daughter slash uh, older man-younger woman. I I don't know, it's so weird. Um, (laughs) In a kids movie. Those are literal Which is why I'm like,
1: who is this movie for? But those are,
0: those are, like, those, that's what I mean. Like, the character of Sally is funny. Like, she does funny things. I just don't think they allow it to, like, it's not happening in the voice. Like... It, it, and so I, I that's why I'm like I get where you're coming from like Catherine O'Hara is a comedic genius but uh, but I think she's allowed to stretch her comedic genius to a shock as opposed to Sally I think Sally needs to play the straight man because if she was just as kooky as everyone else then she was you know like she'd get lost in the crowd she'd get lost in the crowd Sally is, Sally is the straight man you know the straight man in it because when sally is on one...
1: screen i check out of this movie completely check out
0: no i think I... Uh,
1: for instance think of katherine o'hara the way she just like in home alone when she's like kevin just the way she says kevin and she is not allowed to just do anything in this it's just the most
0: you don't think the line where she goes "Whoa, where where's that worms word like that's funny like i love those little moments they're little quirks <laughs> three times <laughs> like okay that, you know, that, like, that like <laughs> she has moments like it doesn't she's just not like it hers isn't on the whole time hers gives her like these little her little snippets of like life give it more more meaning for me like, mmm, scrumptious! Like she's trying to, get, like when she's trying to this drug him. Amazing. Like, yeah, it's like crazy. I just that's...
1: think the movie would have been fine without a romantic subplot, and they could have cut her character entirely and cut it down to like seventy minutes, and it would have been so much better. Mm,
0: I I kind of get where you're coming from. I love the character and then you, of you know Sally. had her
1: just be a random person coming out to join Jack on uh you know hillside at the end i don't think we needed to know who that was i no. don't think she added i mean obviously she tries to rescue santa
0: but he spends the he spends the whole movie with people who don't understand what he wants or what he's looking for and like she t- she's trying to tell him like i hear you i understand where you're coming from like you like you're this is who you are this is you know like you are this person and we love you for that and he spends the whole movie trying to change himself like he's he's trying to find something different and he forgets who he was and the only person who recognized who he was in the first place was her and that's why at the end it's more poignant for them to get together because he's recognized She's the one who's been trying to help him the whole time. Like when he rescues them out of, after they've killed, you know, spoiler, they've killed Oogie. She's very like, he's like, you were trying to help me. Like, and he recognizes that. So he, now he's recognized that she's the one who helped him. And that's why when they get together at the end, it, it, it couldn't be a random person. Cause that doesn't make any sense. Like she spent the whole movie being the only person who had any sort of otherness in the town and recognizing his feelings? Well, he completely ignored her <laughs> because he was too lost in his own unhappiness.
2: The scene where he's like assigning people stuff and she's like, hey, bro, this is not gonna work. This is terrible. And he's like, don't worry, babe, you're great at sewing.
1: Yeah. Right. And uh, she still is just like, oh, Jack.
2: Wow. You're well dick, i mean
0: but I then mind. again he's not listening to her at that point so i get i get where you're coming from like but at that point he's like and maybe it's because like i get it i understand i, I kind of relate to jack a little bit because like when i find something i love sometimes i'll hyper fixate on it and i'm like this is gonna be yes. it. this is gonna be it this is gonna be great <laughs> this is like we're gonna do this like and it might be that's one of the reasons i love this is because like i love like with jack i see myself in jack so i'm very much like I, I get it because I'll hyper folks hyper fixate and just be like, Hey, like, it's going to be great. Like we're going to do this, this, this. And like, when people try and tell me, no, it's like, no, I will figure it out. We'll get it together. Okay. It's okay. Like, it's all right. Like we will be fine. <laughs> and then it, it, you know, sometimes it blows up in your face. Sometimes you fail. And sometimes you recognize that like, it it's not what you were looking for. And I think that's, That's why I love the character of Sally. I think if she was loud and boisterous, it wouldn't make it wouldn't make me love this movie as much because he's the loud and boisterous one and she's the one that's quiet and inflective and she recognizes what he has on the inside. And then, you know, at the end, he's realizing that he loves like she's there for him. She's the one that was there for me.
1: I would say for most of the movies, she's projecting what she thinks he has on the inside because he's just going through a midlife crisis. And anyway, again, who is this movie for?
0: (laughs) It's for everyone. Um, But yeah, after Catherine O'Hara, we do have William Hickey um, playing Dr. Finkelstein, her father, (laughs) creator, 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 daddy. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I regret saying that. Um who is also a horror alumni. He was in Cat's Eye and like every nineties sitcom. Uh Ken Those Page is horrific. Oogie Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> uh Ken Page is Oogie Boogie, Glenn shaddix as uh the mayor, um, who he worked with uh Tim Burton on Beetlejuice and and so did Catherine O'Hara at that matter. Uh, Ed Ivory was Sandy Claus or Santa Claus and Paul Rubens was Locke, the other half of our trick-or-treaters.
1: The other third.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The other two only count for half.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but he does have a a good amount of singing in that.
2: (laughs) I think it's just so funny if you look at like just all Tim Burton stuff in general. You see the same people over and over again. And Paul Rubens actually had chose Tim Burton to direct his movie.
3: Mhm.
2: So I think that's kinda of cool, you just keep seeing the same peeps on rotation.
1: <laughs> I do like when directors do that, but I think for a while Tim Burton specifically, even though he did not direct this movie, again I repeat, he did not direct this movie once he got to a certain point in his career, his movies kind of lost their magic. Like around the maybe Alice in Wonderland or Mm. Miss Peregrine's home. I think they were all just kind of starting to feel the same and he was just trying to
2: throw some different actors in the bag and shake them up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I would love for Tim Burton. That's why I was like, I wasn't even going to watch Wednesday because it was Tim Burton and I'm like, all his stuff has gotten so the same quality. Like, just they all are the same over the years. The only reason I wanted to watch it was because of Jenna Ortega. I'm like, she is fantastic. I'm really curious what she's going to do with this role. I was not watching it for Tim Burton whatsoever. If his name had been removed from it, I would have been more likely to watch it. But I watched it for her, and I'm glad I did.
2: Quick shout out to Gwendolyn Christie, though.
1: Oh my god. Yes.
2: Like... She has like I first saw her in Game of Thrones. We all did. And like she was in the Sandman, she's in this and she's just expanding
0: those horizons and I think it's pretty great. I love her. She's so tall. She is so tall.
1: I'm glad she finally like, got like, to wear uh, like
0: heels and makeup and feel like she made she did, did an you interview see that talking said about that how she's like girly.
1: This is where she felt like she was finally pretty on screen.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: I was like, oh, that's sweet and so sad. I'm so sorry you never felt pretty beforehand, you know? I'm like,
1: you look like a supermodel all the time, Gwendolyn Christie.
2: Right? <laughs> Legs for days.
1: Yeah.
0: Weeks. Months.
1: <laughs> you know there's ne- a very large pe- set of people that are like, step on me, mommy, about Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: What was his name? tormund included. <laughs>
3: yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the tormund big woman included. coming.
2: <laughs> the big woman.
1: Their flirtatious glances were what made some of the later seasons bearable.
0: Well, she was just like, oh my god. He's she was like, at me. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was looking at her flirtatiously. She was just like, Ugh. I know, <laughs> but just those shots, reaction shots, were so funny. So funny. Yes. But yeah, that's the end of the cast. Uh, do you want to kind of go through a little bit of the plot, a little bit of our, a little bit of the discussion we've already been having?
1: <laughs> you no, <know> I'm down.
0: As good as so, I mean, we basically start off with a song, which is pretty epic and a Halloween staple now.
1: It is a banger of an opening song.
0: I was going to say, and then in our notes here, we say it's, we see, we wanted to talk about, like, why do we think this has become a cult classic?
2: Yeah, especially since when they first released it, it was like, eh, to like, eh, reviews, you know, and now it's like, oh. I don't think
1: the reviews matter, but money-wise, this did not flop. It was, probably, you know, might have been considered a flop for Disney, but it made almost four times its budget. And that's over its, you know, budget after it went up. So I wouldn't say it flopped. Maybe critically, but definitely not commercially.
0: Mm, I wouldn't even say critically. This is a this one was actually pretty pretty big at the time. Like I think a lot of people didn't understand it, but I think they recognized the craft of it.
2: It definitely I don't think it it went to the audience they were anticipating. They were shooting for A certain audience, you know, the smaller kids and stuff, but like, I don't think that was the audience that appreciated it, right? I mean, of course, us, but we're strange. But you know what I'm saying? Like, most typical little kids are like, why are they kidnapping Santa Claus? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But us were like, yeah, that's great. I want a skeleton Santa. You know,
1: I had a Jack Skellington tongue ring one time and I really miss having my tongue pierced when I watched this movie because I was like, oh, I miss that one.
2: He was talking about having a tongue ring. I actually have a Hot Topic, a, a, a vinyl, <laughs> a vinyl pressing of the soundtrack from a Hot Topic from Oh, that's wonderful. 2005. It's older than my oldest child.
1: <laughs> That's wonderful, and it's though. Been and like, that like was bef- twice. And that was before vinyl was really big on coming back, so you were, like, a little ahead of the curve.
2: For, like, once in
0: my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. D- does it count that I have, like, I don't know, 20 pairs of Nightmare Before Christmas socks? <laughs> well, maybe not 20. It's, like, 10.
1: Well, you know, even if the movie had completely failed commercially, the amount of money they have made from merchandising in the years, in the, you know, 30 years since it came out.
0: Stop doing that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, like, I don't think I know a single person who doesn't have at least one item of Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in my circle, which is not surprising, the people I run around with. Yeah, I don't
1: know if I do currently, but I have owned multiple Nightmare Before Christmas things, and I'm not even, like, obsessed with it like a lot of people. It's just cool stuff.
2: Again, it's
0: visually appealing to us, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, it's a fun juxtaposition of, like, dark horror figures and, like, kind of comedic elements like the like the creatures are like all the monsters in the movie are, are are fun and but they you know they can be scary like they're that perfect mix of scary and like lovable.
2: <laughs> Aw, you're cute and terrifying. I'll keep you. <laughs> it's like every single one of my children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That is true. That is true. <laughs> yes. Uh. So I mean. Also. So I got to watch the 4K with you, Kristen, for the first time yesterday. Uh, yeah. And my gosh, the differences are crazy. Like there's so much I didn't realize I didn't see before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Was like, there something there that wasn't there before, Sean?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> another one of your, another little dig to your favorite. Yes. Um, not a dig, but a little uh, reference. reference. But yes. A little, um, yeah. A there's clue. like a, there's a couple <laughs> different moments. I was just like, I didn't realize I didn't see before. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I loved seeing this on 4K. The 4K Dolby Vision was phenomenal please give us the same for Coraline.
0: oh yeah definitely well you know that'll come up on like an anniversary right like it's got to be coming soon actually because wasn't Maybe. it i
1: haven't seen any news about Cor- Coraline getting a 4k
0: oh i thought i heard something i knew they did like a re like a new blu-ray or something like that or something like that i don't remember but hopefully yeah it's in the works you know Thank God James Cameron didn't do it, or it'd be 50 oh years from now. God.
1: I can't believe <laughs> eight they have not long. released an Avatar of 4K at all.
0: Yeah, because he's too busy working on this one. He wants to do all of them himself. That's why he hasn't done one for Aliens, The Abyss, like True Lies, <laughs> True Lies, like even the I don't even think the Terminator, the original Terminator, has had one. Like T two. Uh,
1: Aliens is on 4K actually
0: uh no i don't think so well it's never been released digitally or like on disc as a 4k
1: i mean either way they've got it they've redone it and
0: yeah get on that i was gonna say that there's no if it had come out on 4k i would have bought it already like i would have been first in line you know that that's my favorite movie of all time <laughs> See?
2: I,
1: I, I do know that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like. I think
2: for for me the four k this time was just the stark contrast between Halloween town and Christmas town was mm. even more so than before and like it was even uh when they were like in pre-production and stuff it was even said that Tim Burton like made the comment that Halloween town is black, white, and orange. Like, that's all he really wanted to see. And I think it's so funny that poor Henry Selick was the director, and this homie keeps just dropping in and be like, nah, you can't do that. You need to do it this way.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) he's got more clout, so he probably, like, got his way.
2: Yeah. So it's really cool for me, like, on this viewing, to actually be able to see, like, yeah, it's black, white, and orange, but there, there are other muted colors there yeah. and then with the huge contrast of town, just it's it's reminded me of whoville
1: yes yes it did i loved yeah i loved this 4k presentation a lot a lot a lot i'm a sucker for a good uh and at dolby vision which i don't know what kind of tv you've got but the dolby vision was just cool that is not a thing i would complain about in this movie is its 4k presentation because it was wonderful it's one of those like i would literally show it off to people if it was a thing or i had you know friends that came over to you know show things
2: is it just me or did you guys want to see like the other towns like what is thanksgiving my god like, I is it just always... a mom freaking out that she doesn't have enough mashed potatoes? What is, what is Thanksgiving down?
1: I imagine that it was... <laughs> it's just like that play in Adam's family that Tim Burton did not do. <laughs> I just... <laughs> but I have always wanted to see the other towns. I'm like, you can't set up this world and then, like, not follow up on it. Like, give us a small scene with the other ones just, like, in the background. Like... He could have been like, "I wonder what the other ones are," and just have like peeked a quick... in and
2: was like,
0: "Nope, not for me."
1: Yeah, it's just a huge missed opportunity. And it bites that me every is Tim time.
0: Burton, though. Like Tim Burton has, they were trying to work on a sequel, and Tim Burton told Disney not to. He basically had had it shut down because he didn't think there needed to be one. Like he thinks that he think it'd be like how do you tell kind of a different story if you're just look, going having Jack go to all the different ho- holiday places? Like, It's very much a contained story. Um, I think it would be cool to see like a different world of it, but I don't think anyone's been brave enough to risk the ire of Tim Burton. Yeah, I wouldn't even need more <laughs> movies. I just
1: think they could have included, like, and yeah, it would have been tons of work, just like, I wonder what happened with the other doors, and literally just showed a few seconds of what the other worlds looked like, and then just be like, eh, i don't need to know i mean with with better screenwriting than that but um,
0: all i'm saying is if that turkey was as big as the bunny is uh, that sounds (laughs) terrifying (laughs) that poor bunny seems so traumatized
1: so traumatized
0: i'm not gonna lie in my head every time i see a bunny rabbit i'm like bunny. (laughs) (laughs) that is awful what? Uh, I mean, before... he's not even mean to it. He just says what it is. I know, like... but <laughs> he's just like it's a bunny. <laughs> like...
1: You also always call my cat Timmy. I do and... say Timmy. <laughs> yeah,
0: Timmy, <laughs>
1: and it's just not I do not nice. always.
0: That just started the other day. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just between
1: you and Mitchell. I feel like he just gets called that a lot, and it's not nice. Uh, but before we get to the other worlds. Those witches are so horny for Jack's, um, you know, bone,
2: <laughs> and
1: I think it is so funny every single time.
2: <laughs> He's like, ladies, ladies. <laughs> I'm just gonna go hide in this cemetery.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the the creature from the Black Lagoon lady is uh wet, and I don't know if it's entirely just from the water. Um, I do not <laughs> think
1: it was just from the water.
0: And Sally just falls to pieces. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love it. Mm. Okay, can we talk about how a sack of leaves had a prophetic vision?
1: Like, yes. Like, I, think, I think we need to just say that leaves, for like... where it happened, just because it's so bizarre. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just... I don't understand. Uh, I do want to talk about the little ghost puppy, though.
3: Zero. With- Zero.
1: Zero. I love that he has a little jack lantern for a nose. I think it's so cute. And do we think that this Corpse Bride and Frankenweenie are a trilogy? Or like, um, do we subscribe to that?
0: I have... Er- sometimes yes sometimes no i kind of feel like this is very much uh like i don't think it's the same universe but they could be or like it could be same universe but different timelines kind of thing like this is one version of the character like like essentially a victor um from you know from uh corpse bride and, you know him as a child him as dead um but i i don't know i yes and no you know what i mean because like, all of them be... feature
1: you know a tall skinny man at a different stage in his life and a
2: dog i mean does can we can we do tim burton has a dog is this just tim burton's life <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is what he wants his life to be <laughs> And when I die, I'll be killed. He wants witches just
2: whoring after him, just (laughs) thirsting after his ass. I I mean, wasn't he married to Helena Bonham
0: Carter? Yeah.
1: Uh, Was he married to her, or did they just have. um, I
0: think they were. I don't remember.
1: I feel like they were just paramours for a long time.
0: (laughs) Yes. I I mean, who wouldn't want
2: Bellatrix Lestrange just thirsting
0: after your ass? I mean. Oh, would you want that though? That sounds terrifying. I don't know.
2: It depends on what side you're from. Like, there's a difference. There's Helena <laughs>
0: Bottom Carter, and then there's Bellatrix Lestrange, and. Ugh, oh, no. the ah, this, <laughs> Bellatrix is creepy. Helena is gorgeous. Bellatrix is scary.
1: She is scary, and her teeth look like. I
0: think she I'm more of a Mrs. Lovett.
2: Like, economic hardship will turn me into a murderer she kills people Kristen I mean wouldn't you
0: Kristen <laughs> makes a mean pie though so I, I can I imagine I
1: will make Not some pie. admit or deny <laughs>
2: if... <laughs> so what I, I I thought about this watching it like our homie Jack takes a rib and tosses it for this ghost dog how the hell are you picking that shit up how he gonna bring that to you
0: he's a ghost they have different rules there, Kristen. This is Halloween Town.
1: Yeah, they don't even explain them. I like <laughs> a movie where the things, you know, there is a logic in the system, especially <laughs> when it comes to ghosts.
0: How does Spiral Hill unravel itself so he can walk down? We don't know magic, <laughs> or maybe Just like
2: the- his chalk disappeared when he was writing on the chalkboard, trying to use a scientific method to figure out Christmas. I, still I do fun. love
1: his magic uh, giant book collection of everything, and he just has one giant book, and it's just like, the scientific method.
2: <laughs> it explains everything.
0: Yes, that is because Jack Skellington, anthropologist, did not sound as cool as The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta give it a chance.
2: Yeah,
1: um... <laughs> My biggest problem with this movie, personally, is once he gets to Christmas Town, I don't think the movie ever reaches the height of the what's this number again. And even with this only being around 80 minutes, after that point in the movie, I tend to start checking the time. Like literally start checking the time, like how long is left here and there until the end
0: um I, well i see where you're coming from i do think that it raises back up to the high with uh um kidnap the sandy claws yes yeah. like, it, it like does. kind of, that but kind it's of almost, like
1: it almost to the, me feels like a last ditch attempt <laughs>
0: like well, by that point because after that you also me. have oogie boogie and like the oogie boogie song is supposed to be like you know the fun and a cab e feeling song um but Higgy i do Higgy feel Higgy like kidnap kidnaps the sandy Claus" is like it's very much like the songs before it are, are are like slow and kind of haunting and i do i think that one builds again the...
1: who is this for if it was kids you know you want stuff that you can sing along with to annoy your parents
0: okay so and bro i sing really... every song okay yeah, I sang every song. I love this movie.
1: <laughs> I only think part of the songs are fun and like even as, a, even as an adult, like I'm just like, is this trying to be sondheim? Which No, I mean, it's trying to be Danny sondheim. Elfman.
0: Bite your tongue.
2: <laughs> and I mean like
1: I just don't well, understand this, the audience for it.
2: Well, maybe this goes back to, you know, what was Danny Elfman going through at the time? How much of himself did he pour into these songs? Is this really danny elfman's midlife crisis we're talking about or
1: oh yeah this could have been like oh this was just for me if you guys like it that's cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh i yeah well i just i just really i love the songs in this movie there's not a single one i don't like the only one i don't like is not my absolute favorite is the something's wrong with jack one and even that one i like like it's just not my favorite one Uh, But, like, I mean, Jack's Lament is, like, every song, but especially Jack's Lament. Like, Jack's Lament, it has this... It's so theatrical in, like, the best ways. Because you're watching, like, he's conveying both the, like, sadness, but also his pride. Like, he's like, you know, to a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky. You know, like, he... He's proud of who he is, but he's also trying to look like he's a little bit. But he's
1: also bored and bored of it. And I think that
0: I just when I was a a race car man. It was my favorite, it's one of my favorite songs, like, ever to sing. I just, I love singing Aww, the song, like, Sean. if the movie's on. <laughs> Aw, hey.
1: I'm just picturing little tiny Sean, like, eyes closed, arms out, singing this midlife crisis piece.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, because the older I get, the more I'm just like, I get it. I oh, uh, I get it. Oh, sh- I get it. hmm oh i get it
2: <laughs> what else are you getting there okay.
0: seriously though i am very much like oh man check like whew, like this is like looking in a mirror for a minute i don't like it <laughs> um no but like jack's lament was jack's lament and sally's song are, are and what's this of course are my favorites but oh what's you know, this is
1: amazing there's children yeah. throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads they're busy building
2: toys, and absolutely no one's dead. No one's dead? What is this shit? Like... What's this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so much fun, and it? it's so colorful, and just all the little... I love when he sneaks in the little room, and... <laughs>
0: What's like
3: in
1: their
2: dreamland? And
0: up. then jumps out in the little... <laughs> the <laughs> that looks terrifying,
2: like, I just felt my soul leave my body for a moment. What was that? <laughs> Little terrified elf. (laughs) It's so cute. It's like the... However
1: long that sequence is, it is like the perfect... I'm just gonna guess four minutes. The perfect four minutes ever put to film. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's why the rest of it just... After that, I really taught that.
0: I think... In a lot of ways, I kind of feel like What's This is kind of the idea of the movie, too, though. Because Jack finds this joy, and then he spends the whole time trying to replicate it. Like... (laughs) <laughs> he does so I, and he tries so
1: hard to explain the feeling to everyone else and i think that's yeah very funny
0: <laughs> They just
1: don't get it
2: <laughs> yeah until i kind of do i like how they tried their hardest though
3: they like do. they were
2: like oh yeah. we don't understand but you know what we're gonna do our best and it's terrifying but we tried so hard
1: they do try so hard <laughs> uh i literally wrote down a note <laughs> i said Jack trying to understand Christmas is like Mark Zuckerberg trying to understand human interaction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, leave Mark Zuckerberg in his human suit alone. Oh, never. <laughs> um, actually, I read an article online um, called What's This? A Queer Reading of The Nightmare Before Christmas by Ariel Fisher on uh, SlashFilm.com that's pretty cool yeah it was pretty cool and it was like kind of describing how jack is kind of a representation of like bisexual or pansexual or queer people where he lives in very much like he lives in halloween town which is very kind of like heteronormative considering like where he's from everyone's scary you know like everyone's kind of part of the horror which brigade. is funny
1: because halloween's usually known as like oh that's when the queer community gets gay the...
0: christmas <laughs> like, yeah. basically um but yeah so he lives in like where he, he's considered a quintessential member there and but he feels unfulfilled and when he finds Christmas Town, which in this case is representative of like his queerness it like sparks his joy and allows him to like investigate a part of himself he kind of didn't realize he was missing and i mean that investigation
1: that, can be pretty fun <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes it can uh but yeah he doesn't and i mean like when he goes back to like he goes and he like gluts himself on like all the feeling that christmas town gives him and then when he comes back like he like you said he tries to explain that feeling to halloween town and they don't (laughs) kind of understand it and like i do think it's sweet that they try and like because they love him they kind of make a facsimile of christmas but it's it's not really the same right and I find that, I just, I really love that. <laughs> um, Sean,
1: I wish you had seen Bros so badly, even though I know that one scene is in the trailer. <laughs> like, he was like a jacked Santa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, they're in the club. Yeah, I, I did see that scene in, in the trailer. Yeah, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, though, because what's this is such like a high and it does, it does, I don't think that the rest of the songs ever do come up to it, but I think they stay up on, the, like, for me, what's, this takes me to such, like, an emotional high that it's fine, I'm there. And then, you know, like, none of them are quite hit as close, but at least the energy never, like, completely dips down. Like, there's, like, it kind of slows down a little bit, and it cal- it takes its time which is like the something's up with jack something's up with jack you know like it's kind of like a quiet intensity which i find is kind of like it's kind of like madness you know which is kind of what is happening to jack because he like he goes into madness for like christmas
2: okay so while we're on what's this can we talk about how the mayor freaks the fuck out when they can't find jack for like eight hours
0: yes he he's so an I elected official I can't make decisions by myself <laughs> <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <Jerk>. <laughs> there's only 365 days left till next Halloween <laughs> 364 days <laughs> yes I love that werewolf
1: <laughs> I think that werewolf is absolutely precious <laughs> Yes. i love the band the band is good too oh they're so funny i love when he's like telling them how to play jingle bells, and then they play and it's just like <laughs> uh-huh. the
0: most let's work on it i'm sure it'll be great yeah. <laughs> hey he he may be kinda of crazy at this point, but at least he's encouraging, you know? Like he's very much like you could do it, that'd be great. I trust you. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean he doesn't
1: listen to anything anyone's telling him, but you know Obviously. Especially well, if they're he's, especially he's the if they're a female full of leaves.
0: <laughs> he's the pumpkin king. He's never had to listen to anybody. <laughs> Typical man. <laughs> i I guess this one is typical skeleton well
1: (laughs) most of the people in and i use the word term people loosely in a halloween town aren't human he is like human skeleton bones everything else is like monsters
0: yeah but he's like human slender man bones like what are you talking about like i don't know if he's like human human he got a tiny little head on a long body
2: Dude, they all have these long, gangly arms. Well, him and Sally. Like, <laughs> arms for days. Anybody got an arm thing? <laughs>
1: well, you know, some people look different than us, and that is okay. I'm just saying I think he is the only person that was formerly human in this film. Well,
0: but the trick-or-treaters are kind of town. supposed to be human, aren't they? I think like,
1: those are little demons. Yeah, spawn. I think
0: so. Because they wear masks, <laughs> right? Like they're also, just demons. I almost they're pretending to
1: They act like they're Oogie Boogie's children at some point, though. Even though well, he's they're, made of they're hi- bugs,
0: they're his secret henchmen, and they do their job with pride. See, like, I always henchmen. thought that
1: line was referring to Jack, not Oogie
0: Boogie. No, it's Oogie Boogie. The whole song is about Oogie Boogie. Like, if I was on his boogie, like. Like they're talking about Oogie Boogie, like, and they'll make him. He's like, if we if we make him happy, he'll make his special brew of snake and spider snake snake and spider stew. And then they're like, we're his secret henchmen, and we take do our job with pride. We do our best oh, to see, and stay on his good side.
1: About Jack, because you know he had told them to kidnap Santa oh, Claus. No. And
0: well, I mean, if they were talking about Jack, they wouldn't have given Jack to Oogie Boogie like they're oogie boogie's henchmen that's why he says leave that no account oogie boogie out of this and then they cross their fingers and they're like of course jack never dream never dream of it jack like (laughs) like so they're not his henchmen they are oogie boogie's henchmen like
1: and jack should have known that he should have known that and not trusted them
2: damn kids (laughs) I <laughs> but yeah. Also, I, I... I, I'd like to throw out there that uh, we were watching it with subtitles, and I don't think I read the subtitle all the way, and I thought they said Who is Aram? <laughs> 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 and I don't like. Legit- Wait a minute, what? He, and shots like, no, he said, they said henchmen. I'm like, yeah. oh, I
0: read that way wrong. Yeah. Kristen's like, are you sure? And I'm like, we're his secret henchmen and we do our job with pride. Like, I know this by heart. Trust me. Yeah, I didn't watch what it said. But, but insert
1: henchman. Like... That would make this movie far more problematic than it already is with <laughs> Sally and um, her creator. <laughs>
0: mm yeah and <laughs> a lot going on there <laughs>
1: i think we're up to the sequence when they kidnap the easter bunny by accident and I, that feel poor
3: so, bunny.
1: I feel so bad for him he seems so traumatized he's just like shaking
0: <laughs> well yeah he was thrown in a bag and then taken and then when he comes out there's a bunch of like creepy things around him and his- just a dude with an axe in his head going buddy (laughs) like i probably would be like ah (laughs) Uh,
1: i feel so bad for him every time
2: you see they could have showed us like a little bit of them going there and grabbing the wrong
1: i know like they could have shown us a little bit other than just the bunny They could have shown just like the two seconds, like when they grabbed Santa, you know, there was that little tiny scene. Also, I love the characterization of Santa in this. I think it's so funny of them kidnapping the Easter Bunny and just seeing like what Easter World is like. They could have done that without making a whole story. They could have just given us. I mean, the movie is only 80 minutes long. They could have given us. Well, Would you have been
2: happy to see like they could have taken a day and made two minutes for us?
1: Not even like they could have taken half a day. They could have just given us like thirty seconds of footage. But and they would you would have been had happy to, with like, just again.
0: seeing them taking the bunny without seeing anything else in Easter Town? Like they could have
1: showed you that of them like going through it to find the bunny or something. Like, it literally, no, could have you're been gonna thirty wa- seconds,
0: but you're gonna want to spend more than what the ten seconds that would you're thinking it would be. Oh come on, like, You're is gonna want to be see it. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you're going to the town, you're gonna want to see it. Like one of the best things about this movie is you see halloween town and you see christmas town for all their glory like i i know easter is not that important and it, i think they mainly did it so they could do a boom. it is important
1: show. to a lot of people
0: <laughs> well i i mean in the grand consideration of things yes um but i mean like when you're thinking of giant big giant holidays generally easter's not like Oh, I love Easter! Like let's it's my... go with giant commercialized holidays. Yeah, giant commercialized. Thank you, thank you. Best way to put it: giant commercialized yeah. holidays. You're Easter not thinking means Easter a lot to
1: people because you know that's
0: like most people don't decorate for Easter; they <laughs> decorate for Halloween or Christmas. But like you would well because it to seems see kind the... of fucked
1: up to decorate to celebrate the death of Jesus. Who decorates for that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Uh my easter experience is generally i try and watch the ten commandments that day that's pretty much it um i do
1: like that movie also another (laughs) gorgeous 4k presentation let me just (laughs) tell you
0: no but like i saw that
1: recently and i got a very um i was feeling some things about (laughs) About Yul Brynner and Charlton Heston back in there, <laughs> <day.
3: laughs> I
1: was like, oh, i never seen them this clearly before.
0: <laughs> now I know why they call it Banana Republic.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: oh my god. Um,
2: <laughs> so just saying, the, Prince of Egypt, okay.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a good one too.
1: It, yeah. But it didn't have the sweat and the muscles.
0: Oh Um. my god.
2: (laughs) Okay. You got me. And I will
1: give you Prince of Egypt and raise you one Road to El Dorado on... um,
2: Oh, yes. Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) And the real...
1: (laughs) Yes, and the Road to El Dorado is so queer and Mm -hmm. Prince of Egypt is not especially... fair. So I think... The Road to El Dorado is much better, much sexier, no right to be a children's film. <laughs> uh, but both.
0: I love it. Yes. <laughs> Another one I watched as a kid and I was just like, oh, this is really funny. And then you start to get a little older and you're like, Yum. oh, this is a little dirty. And then you watch it a now little. and you're like, oh, this was very dirty. <laughs> it's so dirty. This
1: is not for children. This should be rated R. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I, like you. Oh. I want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie yes but i mean but you would you really be happy with just like just 20 seconds like a taste of the towns and only easter town like yes ooh. and i would also
1: be happy with literally a taste of them because mm-hmm. I, think... I don't
0: think so i only think... show is his door like you don't see anything so it's just like here's the bunny And also, the bunny lives in the ground, so why wouldn't they just, like, reach in and grab the bunny?
1: (laughs) The bunny. Bunny. Um, I think on that one you would... At least I'm assuming. Most bunnies, I think, live in the the
0: ground. I'm just assuming that the Easter Bunny lives in the ground. I feel like most bunnies do, so I'm guessing he's a little hobbity. But, (laughs) I'm not, you know, that's not for sure. You interrupted the Easter
2: Bunny's second breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Eleven ex- I see.
1: Oh, uh, I wish I, I really was brave enough to cover the Lord of the Rings on this podcast.
2: You are. I will help you. Oh. <laughs> I would help you.
1: That is so oh my god.
0: It's daunting.
2: And then get the do it. The the extended cuts that are like four hours long. <laughs>
1: I have used and cuts. I watch them all the time, I but do like you. to try to make an episode that isn't like six hours about each of them and watching them twice for every t- oh, so, and then trying to edit that oh. I mean,
0: so maybe if we ever do a Patreon, we'll do like half-hour episodes, like, <laughs> like a series, a little dose of <laughs> the Lord yeah. of the Rings,
1: <laughs> or if we just I did like say... a mu- if just a month of Lord of the Rings coverage and. <laughs>
0: And, I mean, it's not like we don't watch those every year. You know, every year, you and I will just be all like, what, is it time? Well, I, watch and, them, and...
1: I watch them, like, twice a year, probably, honestly. But that's different, watching for fun and watching for the podcast. That is a, a lot of time commitment.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will do it one day, though, because I quite love them a lot.
2: So, I honestly think, as far as, like, the doors are concerned... Like, I see definitely Sean's point, like... But if you did a taste, you'd have to do a taste of every door. Like, you couldn't just do a taste of Easter. I mean, I could totally, like... I could throw down with, that's the one they captured and actually took back. But, like, the other ones are like, no, this doesn't match the description we were I'm given. I'm standing just, by like, leave it alone.
1: my thought that they could have just have him be like, huh, I wonder what was behind the other doors, and they could just flash through really quickly yeah Yeah, and they could just like show us little snippets and then he could be like oh i guess i'll never know and but we could have seen like a little little taste and i would have been happy
0: uh i think there should be a little short film where they're like they literally just go to each of these places and they're like why did none of these things look like oh my god (laughs) frozen
1: frozen three is coming Olaf could take a vacation
0: there you go I'm gonna
1: throw
2: up. It reminds me of Kingdom Hearts, like how Kingdom Hearts, you went to all the different Disney places, and Halloween Town was my absolute fave.
0: Oh well, oh, that's kind I of on brand for played,
1: you. Yeah, I was like, I wish I had ever played that.
2: Oh, did I go too far? Did I go? Did I wander in the depths of? Too no, far I d-
1: I always up? thought I'm it looked really. I thought it was looked really fun. I'm just not a huge gamer. And I'm very specific with the type of games I like, and I just never got around to playing that one. But I always thought it was something I would really love.
2: Oh, I love a good button masher.
1: And it's, you know, just the genre mixing alone I thought was fun.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, but I mean, seriously, I don't think I would enjoy seeing twenty second like a second of these places. I'd want to see more of it, but now that I don't see it at all, I'm okay with it. Just makes me. It you makes can't my miss what you go. don't know. Exactly. Make your imagination go bigger. Um, but yeah, so, I, I mean, after that, they do kidnap Santa Claus. Sandy Claus. Why? You don't have claws at all. <laughs>
1: I want to do it. Let's draw straws.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Those are bones. Those are not straws. Those are bones.
0: <laughs> you work with what you got, Kristen. You work with what you got. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they are sustainable there. So I mean, they just—it is just—I just, <laughs> I, the the just I throw them away. There was no garbage. Like this place is nice. Okay, they don't have straws.
1: <laughs> Bury him for ninety years, then see if he talks. <laughs> I, uh, you're right. That song is really fun. It does bring the energy up considerably.
0: <laughs> yeah and and that's exactly it it's like it like i said i think the one of the things i like about that is the tension of it builds so like after what's this like jack is starting to enter madness so he's like what's this like this is amazing i love this what are we doing what it like what is all this and then he's what is like
1: happening
0: oh god no <laughs> um but like he enters like a menace when he's trying to figure it out so he's like it builds so it's he like does
1: get very consumed
0: like he gets so consumed in it and like hyper fixating and just like ah, oh, i've got to know what makes this tick because i want to know how it what how it's making me feel this way and i think that's like and then by the time you get to you know kidnap kidnap the sandy claws like you it, it builds it up to like a new manic kind of high. <laughs>
1: yes, mm-hmm. and then we get Oogie Boogie, and he is so fun and devious. <sighs> I don't know. The music in this movie just gives me like whiplash. Not the whiplash with J.K. Simmons about jazz because I haven't seen it yet. And I know I really should see it because Miles Teller is in it, and that ever since Top Gun Maverick, I I've got a big crush on him. Um, but it just like high energy. Slow and melancholy, and there's like not in between songs. I think if there was in between songs to bridge that gap, I wouldn't be so bothered by it.
0: What do you mean by in between songs?
1: Like, there are either really only
0: an hour and 19 minutes. No, I don't like mean seven songs, time-wise. eight songs.
1: I... Yeah, but it's like the songs are either really high energy or fun, and the complete opposite. If they had like some songs that were in between those two it wouldn't feel as
0: well but i don't think any of the songs are like slow the only slow ballad of the entire piece is sally's song and that's what makes it all the more important is she's the only one that gets a ballad like the rest of them are kind of like uh, they might be slightly lower mid-tempo but they are mid-tempo like something <laughs> they'll never something, be a runaway something, pop hit. exactly <laughs> like i mean <laughs> you know and the whole thing starts with a box. Uh, a box. <laughs> is it filled what's with in a it? box? A box. How delightful a box! Like <laughs> it, it's still it's still high energy. It's just not as high energy as what is what's this? Like, and that's why it, it makes sense on I, just, I sound don't know. The Maybe it's just because it's it's so and...
1: front loaded. Because normally I think you would it does kind of build to that rather than. And I feel like. That and Sally's song, obviously not with how the story is structured, it should be, like, switched. Because hers is the, like, the ballad no. would come more at the beginning. And then, you know, the big high energy, like...
0: Well, but that, it wouldn't, I get where you're, I kind of get where you're coming from. But the whole point is, like, at this point in the story, Sally has done what she could to help him. I understand it story
1: wise but musical wise it just feels off
0: (laughs) no because it's
2: I don't know it's kind of like a roller coaster so like yeah you came in hot right but then you kind of you ride the momentum until you can crest another hill so like right? yeah you've got who's this and then you've got the slower ones
0: but then you've got like kidnap the sandy claws and... and I honestly think that like it, it, when you're watching, like when you're watching it, you're actually feeling like her sadness because, like, she did what she could to try and save him, and she's like wishing she could be part of like the revelry and all of this stuff, and she part can't of his because room. she's, yes, yeah, basically. <laughs> There's two I want songs in this, um, yes. <laughs> which that's I why you like love. it so
1: much. You love a good I want. song. I do love an and- I want song, <laughs> and I like them when they're. You know, you can sing along with them, and there's only one of those in this movie, in my opinion. And when I hear Sally's song, the only thing I want is to hit skip. Um...
0: Well, you're wrong. So um, it's fine. <laughs> People saying. are Sean. People are allowed <laughs> know, to have allowed different to... opinions. I know you're allowed <laughs> to have your opinion, but Sal- that one, is, that one, I-, I just I love Sally's song. I find it so sweet and like sad, and those are two things I really love when they're put together. Is like melancholy. I can I can see where kind of Clayton's coming from. It's very one dimensional,
2: right? She only has like the one emotion Mm -hmm. so it's almost like they needed another song that was a little more upbeat for sally that wasn't a duet with jack
0: yeah i can see where i do
1: not like her characterization because it's like she all we know about her is she was created for reasons
2: purposes
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) and she wants to get away and she's poisoned her ma- Yes, she has poisoned her master three times this month, and she has a weird vision once. And she's really in love with Jack, along with every other female and ho- female presenting creature in the there, town. Right? Yeah. Um. So it's like, what about her is special besides her? weird vision thing i don't know i just feel like they did not give her any dimension at all and
2: see but she's not a yes man though like everybody else is trying to please him but like oh okay well we're on board and that's sweet because they love him but she got this forewarning that hey this might not be that great of an idea and he's not really listening
0: Yes, exactly. But is she it, telling you know?
1: him because she's not a yes man and she wants to look out for him? Or she's just like, I don't want you to look stupid, Jack. Uh um, no, because I
2: think it comes from a genuine place. I think like she's I loved
0: too. him from afar for so long. I just uh, would this movie See, pass I the thought Bechel she test? fell in love with him <laughs> at the song because she's watching him pour his Okay so for me yeah the she was creeping set, on him in... with
1: his like <laughs> she basically read his journal that's the
0: exact... <laughs> He sang his journal what is she supposed to do like are you gonna walk out in the middle of someone singing <laughs> their heart sneak... out no oh wait
1: you're just gonna sit and listen to them
0: yes because she wants to know he's okay like i and trust i i the would Sean be curious too. such a creeper no, I just, I just. If
1: I'm ever out in the wilderness singing my heart out, you leave my ass alone and go away. I'm fine.
0: No, I'm hiding behind a tombstone. Uh, I no, but that's what I. That's what. I, that's where I feel like. That's where I get it. Is like I feel at that moment, and like I don't like he's singing about his loneliness and how he's feeling, and she falls in love with him in that moment because she re- like she's recognizing. It, And that's what makes her different is she sees him
1: (laughs) for who he is. We're both damaged. This is healthy. I like it. Yeah,
0: kind of. Yes, they're broken, but they can be broken together. But that was the thing. is like She sees him for how he is. (laughs) And that's why she falls in love with him. Because she recognizes his sadness and sees her own. Like, she's alone too. Like, she doesn't want to be with Finkelstein. Like, she wants to be out and doing other things. (laughs) Good, because that's weird. And I know, but, like, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, he. so by by the time they get to, like, when she gets to, when she hears him singing, he's pouring his heart out and she's listening and she's recognizing that, like, they're kind of kindred souls. They're both people who are not completely a part of the crowd in this place. Like... They're both different, and so for her, she like they. She recognizes that like so he's focusing on something that might not work out, and she's like, "Hey, this may not work out." And he's like, "He's so just like yes, it will, yes, it will, yes, it will," that like he doesn't notice that she's she feels that she's in love with him, and so by okay, the end. So- so the she end of it, she
2: didn't just say, "Hey, I don't think this is gonna work out." Nah, this bitch was holding a flower, and it turned into a Christmas tree, and a bitch caught on fire. This <laughs> type of leaves had a vision. It wasn't just she was like, you know, this might not work out well for you, dog. Nah. She had like,
0: right? I don't and know she what kind of leaves t- he put in that bag. And she tries but... to tell him. She tries to tell him that, and he yeah. doesn't listen. To she her did not get so her point across.
1: She on... Should have been like, no, like, yeah. dude. I was holding a flower playing He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not about you and it turned into a Christmas tree and then it burnt up. Which, was that a sign about him and Christmas or was that a sign about them? Because I don't know how I would have taken that if I was her.
2: Right? A little bit of comedy. A, a little bit of me <laughs> I
0: just, I always took it as he was so focused on trying to find some, what, like, what made him happy somewhere else that he never looked at what was in front of him. And that was, that's why I, I like their love story is because he, he doesn't recognize how, like how much she cares for him until the end. And when he does realize he's like, Oh, like I really screwed this up. Like all of this stuff that I've been trying to find, like, it like there was someone here who did understand me who All heard what i, I was saying
1: was someone else to fulfill me that is what this movie is teaching
0: i don't know i always to thought whoever its is.
1: audience is
0: <laughs> i always thought this movie t- <laughs> you're not happy with your life start dating i thought it was more of if you're not happy with your life change it sometimes it's okay to fail because he fails that's the whole that's one of the things about this is he fails he is doesn't he does not have a good christmas like he does not no one but it's did. okay because he, yeah, he no realizes like he's he okay to
1: fail it. and ruin everyone else's holiday
2: i like how santa claus is like don't worry i'm just fucking santa claus i'll fix it
1: yes i will say I that, that sequence when he is ruining christmas is so funny like fuck those kids <laughs>
2: Dude, there is one ugly-ass kid
1: in there. Uh, he I had like, like a, several ugly-ass kids. Uh, I wish more of them like got his eaten.
2: head. <laughs> Let me just throw the also, snake under this tree. I
1: just not- noticed in my notes, you know that cat that's hanging out with Sally a lot? Yeah. Do you think it's the same one as Coraline? Because the one in Coraline can also travel
0: between worlds.
2: I don't know. Somebody Googled Tim Burton had a cat.
0: Well, I think it was kind of proved that he had a dog, wasn't it? <laughs> Frank and Weenie?
3: Yeah. Oh,
0: both. But... A cat and a dog.
1: <laughs> Tim Burton had nothing to do with Coraline, though, and there is a cat that looks very similar to that in Coraline, and it can go from our world to the other mother's world. So I wonder if it's the doctor. same one, and he can just so maybe chill out of Tim Burton. in the holiday...
0: Maybe that's a Henry Selick's cat. Ooh, he got a cat.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I if I made stop motion, I would totally put, like, a little model of my cat there.
2: Yeah, him's cute.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, when Sally is being a bad bitch and re- trying to rescue Santa Claus before just getting captured until a man can rescue her... Why does Oogie Boogie have a foot fetish in this
3: <laughs>
1: children's movie? I don't know who it's for, obviously, but when she's like shaking her leg through the door, he takes off the shoe and is like tickling her foot. Which tickle, I mean,
2: tickle, tickle,
1: nothing wrong with a foot fetish. That's fine, but like, why did they include that? I'm starting that to realize
2: this? why Disney released this untouched. Dough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it it is, it is more, it leans towards both adult and kid humor, but yes, that is a, that is an adult joke in this movie. (laughs) Very adult. I love
2: how all of her limbs act independently of her. It's great.
0: It
1: would be convenient.
2: Right? Useful. Yeah,
1: especially if you were, like, losing your limbs a lot, that the leaves could, you know, just animate whatever limb was gone and... God I also love that it's not just <laughs> it's not it. just a human limb that he put together and created. it's like skin stuffed with leaves right that he animated and if he used electricity like he does with everything else, wouldn't she have like caught on fire and turned on? I don't know I have questions
0: <laughs> I felt like I just felt like she's kind of like an imbued soul like he necromanced a soul into her or something.
2: Necromancy.
1: Maybe. I can yeah. see that. But I don't know. You, I just I... know the last 20 minutes, every single time, I just get tired.
0: Mm, I, I I can get kind of where you're coming from, because that 20 minutes starts with the reprise of Jack's lament. But that's the... I don't know. For me, that's kind of like... That's where Jack finally realizes everything he's done wrong and it's very much like hey you know I failed but it's okay to fail like I'm still the pumpkin king like I'm still going to do my best but now I gotta fix what I uh, what I broke you know midlife crisis style
2: <laughs> maybe there's more to Christmas than the presents
0: I guess that that's an afterlife crisis
2: Uh <clears throat> eh. <laughs> depending on how
1: young he was when he died and i'm just gonna throw it out there jack was a white man in his life Oh, yeah. there is no well, way he would have been so brazen with no thought if he wasn't this is entirely a white man actions
0: <laughs> yeah but i mean it does end happily like we've got him taking out oogie boogie in a really neon delightful series scene that and so uh, the my bugs which that <laughs> i just love the fact that santa kills the last one that's just like me. i know with this teeny little butt and you know and then they recognize that everyone's okay and you know santa saves christmas And And then comes and makes it snow. And then that's when, you know, Sally sneaks away because she feels like she's not noticed. She doesn't think she's noticed again. And that's when Jack finds her. And that was... I don't know. It just feels like it comes full story. Like, the story comes full circle for me there. Like, because he's the one that snuck away and she was watching him. And then he comes and joins her at the end because she didn't he she didn't think she was being seen either and that's why you see this
1: as a love story primarily
0: yeah well it's a little bit of both it's a little bit i think it's about two two souls that yeah i yes i would say this is a little is a love story in a lot of ways
1: Kristen, how would you primarily see this story as a whole
2: of self-discovery noticing that i am unhappy With what I am and what I'm doing. So what am I going to do about it? How do I fix it? And then you try something and maybe you probably went about it the wrong way. But all in all, you, you, you realize, okay, I need to back off. What am I good at? This is what I'm good at. Maybe I need to revisit this with a different view. And he just so happens to notice that there's people around him that care for him. Whether or not he's the Pumpkin King, if you notice. She even still is following him and appreciating him even when he's doing something that is harmful to himself. She's still there to help him. It's not just when he's on his high. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the witches that be thirsting are thirsting after the Pumpkin King, not Jack.
1: Right. She's just thirsting after...
2: Bone
1: daddy. Yeah, yeah bone daddy. <laughs> Another line that I could not believe was in this movie. <laughs> and then it ends with a skeleton and leaf filled corpse kissing in the snow. Like every movie should, honestly.
2: Again, long arms. I appreciate how long their arms are. Yeah, Because they could have hugged each other three times.
0: Yes, they're proportionally. You're exaggerating.
2: I have to I am exaggerating cuz those are some long ass arms. <laughs> they that I are
1: appreciate.
0: very very
1: uh, very long.
2: Like when he's calling zero over to him, his dusty knuckles are like touching his calf.
1: Yeah, it's not natural. It's not <laughs> natural. But it's so Tim Burton.
2: I know. <laughs> who did not Uh, direct this film
1: no he just had a lot of power over it because he was tim burton in the 90s woo woo um yeah anyway and that's pretty much the movie um we kind of talked about this a little bit but like what we did kind of cover this but what do you think this movie is ultimately saying because i'm just like saying stay in your lane be satisfied where you are in your life. Be careful what you wish for. Like I, I, not every movie, of course, needs a message, but I, I don't know. This one just felt very muddled to me.
2: I think it's a, a story of rediscovery.
0: I don't know. I've always found this movie. Maybe it's because, like, I I recognize a lot of myself in the character of Jack, but like, I've always felt this movie is about, you know, sometimes you don't see what you have. Like sometimes you're always looking for something else. You're looking for something else that'll make you happier. Something that'll make you feel better something that's, you know, maybe the grass is greener on the other side. You're always looking for something different and you don't always recognize what you see. And sometimes it's okay to go for those things and go and see if the thing that you're trying for is going to be better for you. And sometimes it's not. And that's, a lot of what happens here is like Jack tries to become the new Santa Claus and it doesn't work out. He fails, and that's okay. Like, it, it it's a part of life to fail. Like you you're not well, you're not human if you do, if you if you never fail. It but it, it's and it's okay to try new things and try and find something that's gonna make you happy and sometimes it's okay to just you can even if you fail you can go back to doing the thing before if not you learn something
1: you do learn things when you fail i can attest to that
2: burnout's <laughs> a strong.
1: bitch yeah it is a lot of things are a bitch i'm not going to <laughs> list all bitches. all of my failures because this would be 5 hours long and <laughs> This episode is about Clayton's failures and what he has learned from them. (laughs) Uh, But really, if I ever do that episode, people should listen. Save themselves a lot of hurt. Um, So what are y'all's final thoughts and personal scores out of five? Unless you have any, I mean, also, if you have anything else you want to say about it, you could put that in your final thoughts. That is fine. Uh, Kristen, let's start with you.
2: Um, I would definitely say I'd give this a 4 out of 5. And mainly only because I feel like they could have done so much more character building with Sally. Uh,
1: Sean, what would you give this for your personal score? Do you have any final thoughts on it?
0: Uh, yeah, this is an absolute 5 for me. Um, man, we've been doing a lot of 5s for me. Uh, I... Really love this movie. It's not just a childhood favorite, but like as I grow older, the more I like I recognize I see parts of myself and Jack or Jack and myself, I guess. Um, and I find this I think this is a really beautiful story of like someone who like needed to find something different to find the beauty in his own life. And I think that's what he does here. He it takes time for him to recognize it, but. Once he finally sees what he has and he realizes, like, you know, there are things I love here and there are things that that are great. And it takes a minute, but he gets there. So five. Five for me.
1: Awesome. No matter what I have said negative about this movie, the visuals and craftsmanship and music are absolutely stunning. But I am going to, from my gut, I'm going to say a 3.5. I don't have the nostalgia attached to it so yeah it's a 3.5 for me i was wavering between 3.5 and 4 but landed out of 3.5 so sean what was this made for and what did it make
0: so this movie had a budget of 18 million originally and then it was upped to 24 million and ended up grossing 91.5 million at the office at the office at the boss, of, boss office <laughs> just <laughs> at, at an office, office. at the, just the office <laughs> hey uh, same uh, respectable. Or yeah yeah which isn't bad but it's not the you know breakaway numbers they were hoping for
1: <laughs> so uh do you guys want to play the letterbox game
0: no just kidding yeah sure <laughs> oh
1: but you're so good at it sean uh, um um so uh the letterbox game. You are welcome to play, Kristen, if you would like. You don't have to. Uh, oh, I it's might run be out of, It's just out of five stars. What do you think the letterbox community of film people on average? And you could do decimal. Yes, um, between zero and five. Uh, that this movie from the people that have logged it on letterboxd
2: i think they agreed with you Clayton.
0: i think
1: 3.5 okay sean uh
0: how what is the uh what is your old saying the best movies in the world are a 3.9 or 3.8 3.9 uh 3.9
1: 9. i'm going 3.9 well, you are both wrong, but Sean, you are very close. This one actually has a four.
0: Ooh. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. I was just going off the best one in the world. This one I actually didn't know because a lot I, you know, our generation I don't people. I was, don't meet very, any people that I was don't.
1: very surprised it had a four. Um, but yeah, it had a four. So, uh, Kristen, do you have any socials you want to share?
2: I always get yelled at that I don't have socials. So, I got the Facebook. That oh, must
1: be so nice. <laughs> well, I got the
2: Facebook, though. So, y- just find me on Facebook. I'll
0: add you. Friend her on well, Facebook. She'll totally confirm. All <laughs> right. You heard it here.
1: You are allowed to add her on Facebook. Uh, well, if you wanna find, What have I done? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to find us on the socials, we are on Twitter until the bitter end, at triple M pod with three M's. I am at just happy to see you, number two, letter C, letter U, and Sean is at?
0: Uh, Smurf013, S M U R P H, 013. S-M-U-R-P-H-013.
1: We are also both on Letterboxd. I am at just happy to see you, number two, letter C, letter U, and Sean is at?
0: Murph the Smurf, M U R P H, T H E, S M U R P H.
1: And you can find us on Instagram at triple M pod with three M's. We have a Facebook page, men who like men who like movies. If you would like to get in touch with us via email, our email address is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And yeah, that's how you can find
0: us. So what are we watching next week, Clayton? I know you've been dying for this one.
1: (laughs) I have, I really have. I have practically been in a coma. I have been so excited. Um, Next week, we're watching one of my favorite rom-coms from the 90s. And I have to watch this at Christmas and 15 other times during the year, probably, while you were sleeping. And it's going to be very exciting. And anyway, please do not forget to give us a five-star rate and maybe even a review. If you have the time, it helps so, so much. Do not forget to be kind to people over the holidays. It is very hard out there, and it costs nothing to be kind to someone. Kristen, thank you again for coming because you're awesome.
0: (laughs) Keyston, I love you. does
1: not cost your dignity.
0: (laughs) Keyston, I love you, Keyston.
2: I love you too, Sean.
0: (laughs)
1: i think you're wonderful i cannot wait to talk to you again and anyway i'll be back continue
2: no Uh, i'll just be back
1: (laughs) the way you said that sounded like a threat i like it um anyway until next time this is men who like men who like movies and Kristen. Signing off. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.